summertime triggers all kinds of memories for me, not the least of which are my recollections of the years that included monthly stays at a place called Camp Warren. And in particular, I recall a very specific tree in the woods. When I was a little kid, I was gifted with the opportunity to attend a YMCA camp in northern Minnesota. Camp Warren was a boy's dream, a place where a kid could learn about the outdoors, how to swim, ride a horse, canoe, play baseball, shoot an arrow from a real bow, build a campfire, braid a lanyard, sail a boat, and so much more. It was all experienced within a community of other campers. Seniors were high school age, intermediates were typically junior high boys, and the Cubs were the beginners. Amazingly, all of us kids in camp got along pretty well because we needed to be. Without knowing it, we were in community. Each morning, along with my cabin mates, I had to be up at seven o'clock to wash, dress, and get ready for assembly with all the other campers at the camp flag raising. It meant that each of us had a responsibility to the others in our cabin to be on time and ready for the morning inspection, where counselors would make sure that our teeth had been brushed and faces washed. Each of the three camps, senior, intermediate, and cub, made sure that every cabin table in their respective dining halls had a waiter for the day in place, setting up the tables for the pending onslaught of hundreds of hungry boys. The tableware had to be set correctly, a requirement that frequently called upon the older campers to help the younger. I had no idea that a fork had a proper place at the table. After the morning meal, before the fun of the first activity period could begin, we all had to fulfill a work period. At the start of the summer session, I got to choose what work detail to be on. I could choose anything from tending the camp garden to cleaning the several kaibos, or bathrooms, around the camp, from trail maintenance to boathouse duty. It all had to be done in order for the place to operate. And whether we liked our particular work detail or not, we seemed to understand and accept the need for it. Without fail, throughout my eight years of attendance, I elected nature for one of my three activity period choices. Even at age eight, I loved the forest. Its smells, the canopy of trees that made it feel secretive, and discovery of the creatures who lived there. Above all, I loved the inevitable visit to the little big tree. The little big tree seemed as though it was miles from the camp, when in reality it stood within a mile of the horse barn. But the walk there, and being able to see the top of the mammoth white pine even from a distance, made it seem like it ruled the rest of the woods from a great distance. The tree acquired its name as the smaller sibling of the big tree, an even more imposing pine, which at its peak was the largest in Minnesota. 
But age and weather finally got the better of it, and it succumbed just before my first stint at Warren. So Little Big Tree took on the duties of its older brother, teaching us the majesty and power of the forest, daring any five kids to try joining hands around its base we couldn't, and leaving us with a reverence for nature that was indelible. Each year while at Warren, I made the trek back to Little Big Tree just to make sure that the legend remained. The trail to the tree seemed to grow shorter each time, while the height of the tree almost seemed to shrink. Little Big Tree had already suffered two lightning strikes in its lifetime, but those had occurred before I ever set eyes on it. No, it was only my perspective that was changing. But those hikes in my older years revealed something else of importance. I noticed the size and beauty of other trees, the magnificence of the entire forest, the delicacy of other life to be found in the shadows of Little Big Tree. While I still marveled at the immensity of the famous pine, I found myself more and more inclined to look outward at the grandeur, the greatness of the other lives there. Exquisite ferns fanned their welcome. The inches of pine needles on the ground formed a soft bed that begged me to sleep there. I would have paid for such a luxury when camping on Poobah Lake out in the BWCA. Here I met the bunchberry for the first time, one of the jewels of the woodlands. The aura of the place had taken on new dimensions. I suspect the little big tree has long since disappeared from the forest floor, as all living things, both big and small, must. I think back fondly on its presence in my life as a budding naturalist, but I recall just as clearly those others in the woods and what they had to teach me about diversity and community.